0: Hi, hello. It is Josh Bo, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs MoneyBall After Dark. A very happy edition of Mavs MoneyBall After Dark as the Mavericks whomp the Kings 130 to 111 Wednesday night in Dallas. A positively solid win from start to finish for the most part. I think the Mavs were only down. By one, uh, sometime in the second quarter for just a little bit, but otherwise it was mostly wire-to-wire win, uh, mostly up double digits, I think, for all of the second half. Luka Doncic is back. Kristaps had a great game, and I'm just absolutely giddy about this win. It is just me tonight. Kirk Henderson is still DNP sick. He has gotten over his fever, I think, but now he has strep throat. And so we are forcibly removing him from Mavs Moneyball content making until he recovers because I swear to God sometimes I have to feel like I need to beat him with a tire iron to take a night off because Kirk just loves doing stuff for the site so much. He, he loves you know cranking up recaps or if he needs to, doing the podcast, uh, what have you. He'll, he just loves doing it, so sometimes it's hard to keep him away for even his own, his own well-being. Uh, but he, he is off again tonight, so it is just me. So this might not be the longest podcast, but I wanted to start off with what I thought was the biggest story of the night. And it's not Luca per se, even though obviously, clearly, Luca coming back from a two week layoff and dropping 33 points, um, 12 rebounds, and eight assists is pretty remarkable. And having a fantastic shooting night, making 10 of 12 from the free throw line, just, just a beautiful night from him. And Great to see him get a game like this in before the All-Star break to just to know and confirm, hey, he's okay. And not only is he okay, he's just back to being Luka, just despite not playing in two weeks. Um, But really, to me, the biggest story was Kristaps Przingis. And it relates to Luka in a way, because I think how Kristaps looked tonight, this felt like final form Mavericks to me. And Kristaps was obviously splendid, 27 points, Thirteen rebounds, five assists, three blocks, only one turnover. Eleven to sixteen from the floor, two of five from three, three of four from the free throw line. Um, I I think the thing with me is when the Maverick, when Luca was out these last seven games, and Kristaps kind of started going up on a little bit of a tear. He had three straight thirty point games. He was shooting better from the floor. He uh, was getting to the free throw line more. And I think that, you know, when you combine that with how he looked when Luca previously injured his ankle, it was just kind of a night and day difference to how he looked with Luca in the first month or so of the season than how he's looked without Luca. And I think there's, it's been something I've been trying to keep track of and not try to overreact to because it's such a small sample. But I think the thing is, is obviously and clearly the Mavericks were fine with how Luca and KP were playing earlier in the season in terms of their output and their performance. I think the team was something like 20 and 12 or 20 and eleven with Luca and KP playing. So before Luca got hurt in this most recent recent stretch. And the Mavericks for a long time, for the first, you know, two or three months of the season that were having they not only had the number one offense in the league, they had an historic offense, the greatest offense of all time. And so clearly, even with Luca or uh, not Luca, sorry, KP, you know, struggling from the floor. The Mavericks were obviously doing something right and doing something well and they were winning games and they had a great fantastic offense um despite Kristaps's poor shooting because Kristaps is such a unique player at 73 and being, you know, just him simply standing out beyond the three-point arc completely changes the complexion of what the Mavericks offense can be and what it looks like. Just being able to drag a rim protector that far away from the rim, being able to have that kind of court gravity uh, and being able to fire at the rate that Kristaps could fire, even if you know he wasn't always making them, he kept defenses honest and he opened up the paint for Luca in a way that it hasn't been there, you know, up until you know in his rookie season uh, when. He, I don't know. I want to say he struggled at the rim, but he's had a huge increase in his productivity at the rim. And a lot of that is just him improving as a player. And I think another part of it is just the lane is a little bit more open when you've got a seven, three guy that can bomb from deep, even if he's not necessarily hitting as consistently as you'd like. Um, so I, I think there, there was nothing wrong with the way the Mavericks were necessarily playing. Uh, and, you know, they, it was not something to complain about. Like when you when you look at this Mavs team, I, I wouldn't say, you know, if you're like, okay, what can they do better? When you look at the most historic offense in league history, it's hard to point at that and be like, yeah, they could do better. But obviously there were signs and there were trends. And you look at the clutch offense and how the offense would sputter down the stretch and, and would not look anywhere near what the offense looks like in the first 75% of a game or so. And you look at how Luca was struggling in the clutch and the offense kind of got bogged down between Luca isos and, and stagnant and ball watching. And I think that kind of played a part in Kristoff's struggles. I mean, when you look at, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think I'm going to write about this because our own Doyle Raider got some uh, supposedly interesting quotes from Carl before the Sacramento game about how KP was playing without Luca and how they can incorporate that into Luca being back. And when, when Luca was out, I mean, it was clear. KP's getting more touches. He's more in the flow of the game. He is moving a little bit more. I mean, he's obviously getting more shots. Like Luca's gone, someone's gonna have to take more shots. So you, you know, that's that's kind of a no brainer. But it's not just that he's getting more shots. It's how he's getting more shots, and how he looks possession to possession. And when you think about where KP was in New York, he was the fulcrum of everything they were doing for the most part for almost all his entire tenure. I mean, he had carte blanche to do whatever he wanted, basically, from an offensive standpoint, uh, whether that was post-up, isolate, jack mid-rangers, you know, do whatever. Obviously not all that is great, and the Mavericks have had to try to work some of that out of his game to take better shots. But it was an adjustment. And when you go from being that kind of guy that gets so many touches and can pretty much shoot the ball whenever he wants to, okay, not only are you the number two on this team, but you're number two behind one of the highest usage players in the NBA and, you know, almost in NBA history. And, and that's a change. And when you go from that to, to only touching the ball, basically when you, when you get an open shot, You know, mentally, that affects a basketball player. It's it's something that we can't just look at stats and look at box score numbers, and you know, even look at advanced analytics all the time, and just say, "Well, you know, why isn't he shooting better? He's getting great looks." You know, there's just more to it than that. There's a little bit more psychology to it. And when you're a player like Kristaps that is so used to being involved in everything the offense does, every single possession, and you go to all of a sudden being a guy that is. Spotting up behind the three-point line and watching, you know, Luca and Dwight Powell or Luca and Maxi or Luca and another player run pick and roll or, or isolate. And your job is to basically just be a standstill spot up shooter. Like that's a big change. That's a big adjustment. And it's not easy. And the Mavericks were successful with it, you know, the first two or three months of the season, clearly. But I always felt like there was just a little bit more. And I felt like, especially in crunch time, when defenses are going to tighten up and the game gets, the game pressure gets ratcheted up. I felt like there needed to be situations where Kristaps could be comfortable and it's hard to be as comfortable as he wants to be when he's not seeing the ball as much as he's used to, or, you know, just trying to get in the rhythm of flow of the game, which is hard when he's basically just kind of setting screens flaring out and, you know, only touching the ball when he's about to shoot. And so when you look at the way they played without Luca, obviously he he's not just shooting more. Like I said, he's he's touching the ball at the elbow more. There's more dribble handoffs. There's more action him directly involved in the pick and roll. He's not just popping now because with Dwight, with Dwight Powell out, he's the only big on the floor for most of the part. Sometimes they play him with Maxi Kleba now. But with him being the only big on the floor for the most part, he needs to roll a little bit more. And when he sets screens, he can he can post up a little bit. And when he's posting up now, it's not these really weird, awkward eighteen foot post-ups that end in a really bad shot. He is trying to get paint position and so he can just kind of catch the ball and turn around and shoot, you know, a ten footer or you know, an eight-footer in the lane, which is a significantly different shot than some of the post-ups he was getting in the first two months of the season when he was like the worst post-up player in the league. And so I'm so happy that it's obvious that the Mavericks are smart. (laughs) There's way smarter than me. It's obvious, you know, when you watch the tape, you know, it's not that you can say, okay, what we were doing before was bad. It's more like, okay, what can we take? What can we look at these games without Luca? How Chris was playing. He's obviously playing better. You know, you have to look at these games and be like, okay, is it just a matter of we're playing the same way and he's just hitting shots? Or is it, we were playing a little bit of a different way, and that is helping him with his rhythm. and He's and he's making more shots because of the way we're playing, not just a coincidence of oh, he's just hitting shots without Luca. And I think the Mavericks obviously knew they were playing a different way. They had to because they couldn't just do what they were doing without Luca because they don't have anyone that can do what Luca does. Not a lot of teams in the league can do, have someone that can do what Luca does. So. They clearly looked at the, these games, looked at how Kristaps was playing, and the way he was reacting to more touches, not necessarily always just more shots, just more touches. He was getting more elbow touches. Uh, if you look at NBA.com's advanced stats page, you know he's getting more elbow touches, which I think is a nice way to keep him involved and keep him focused throughout a possession. And you look at that and you go, okay, let's extrapolate some of that let's pepper it into what we're doing with Luca and let's see what happens and I felt like they did that tonight and it was fantastic like Luke KP was screening for Luca a lot I think and it wasn't always just flare outs to the three-point line I think Luke uh, Christos was touching the ball a lot I feel like there were a decent number of possessions compared to earlier in the season where Luca wasn't doing everything. And you got KP involved moving toward the rim, catching the ball. And it was Luca who was kind of being more of a spot up guy. Now, obviously Luca had 33 points and had, but he had 18 shots and he had 12 free throw attempts. And while he still obviously had a higher usage, it didn't feel like the, okay, Luca, you have to do absolutely everything on this possession. Like it just felt a little bit more diverse, And because of that, I think Chris feels a little bit more comfortable in the shots that he's getting and taking. And I mean, Chris only took five threes and obviously I think the Mavericks in the end would like him to shoot more, but man, going from being like a four to three to four to five, uh, three point attempts per game to like the seven, eight, nine that I think he was at the clip that he was at the beginning toward the beginning of the season. Like that's just such a different change and you got to kind of warm up into that. And, I think just the – I just think the way that they played tonight is something that is not only going to be good for them in games like against the Sacramento Kings where they can kind of blow them out because the Kings are bad, but also in these situations where they're playing good teams and the game tightens up in the final five minutes, and now it's not, oh, no, what do we do? Deer in headlights. Luke is getting doubled. You throw it to KP who has taken, you know – Seven shots and six of them have been spot up threes. It's now KP's getting the ball after handling it throughout the game and after getting a rhythm and being comfortable and hitting some, not just mid-rangers, but getting some good shots in the paint. Like, it's just a different mindset. And, you know, it, it feels a lot more sustainable. And I just... I'm just so giddy about what the Mavericks did tonight. It was so smart and it just looked fantastic. And And I love the response for, like, by Kristaps, you know. And another thing is his shot just looks so much better. And I think he's more confident and it's not as flat. And he's getting a lot of air under it. There's a bit more bounce to his jumper. And I think the hard thing about this is that it's all super hard to quantify. You, you can't look at a stat sheet and you can't look at our you know analytics and say, oh, well, he's more confident. Um, clearly, the Mavericks can look at things, and I'm sorry, this isn't trying to be an anti-analytics rant. I'm obviously very pro-analytics, but I'm just saying it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff because it feels so loosey-goosey in terms of what's real and what we're projecting onto the court. You know, so I, I fully admit that you know maybe this is just a matter of my eyes playing tricks on me, and Kristaps is just hitting better shot. He's just hitting the shots now uh, that he wasn't hitting earlier. But to me, it feels like a change. It feels like. Kristaps is getting more touches. He's getting better touches. He's getting touches that aren't just touches for him to shoot a spot up shot. He's you know moving the ball. I mean, hell, he had five assists and he had one of the best passes I think he's ever made in his career on a roll to the rim where he basically did like a touch pass out to the corner for a three pointer by Tim Hardaway Jr. And it's like, man. If you guys thought the Mavericks were a kick-ass offense that could run roughshod over teams just by bulldozing them on the offensive end, man, if this is a preview of things to come for the rest of the year of what the Mavs want to do, like it's it's gonna get better. And I think this is gonna help the clutch offense a lot because I think it's gonna be less on Luca's shoulders, and I think having a more more diverse attack is gonna make it harder for defenses to just be like okay, it's clutch time. Let's just send two on Luca every time he sets a ball screen uh, because that's what teams are doing and they don't have any faith that the other guys behind Luca are going to make him pay. And it's been a worthy strategy, but I think the way to beat that is just making KP more comfortable throughout the game so that when it gets to that moment, those moments late in the fourth quarter, it's not something drastically different than what he was doing, you know, the first three quarters of the game. So that's huge for me. Uh, I absolutely loved, loved that. Um, And I think it's, that's by far the biggest thing I could take away from the game. Um, But let's take a quick break because I've been rambling for too long. Let's get in a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back with some of my more other thoughts from the game and how some other guys did. Okay. We are back. MMB After Dark. It is just me, Josh Bo tonight as Kirk is still out sick and we are letting him recover for the first time in a while giving him some time off so he can he can get back to his normal self. We just talked about before the break what I really loved about what the Mavericks are doing with Kristaps. Kind of wanted to get some quick hitters of my thoughts on the rest of the game uh, before we wrap it up. Obviously Tim Hardaway Jr was huge 5 of 11 from 3. Uh, Luka's back and he's making shots. He was making shots without Luka which I think was a really good sign but He's just consistently one of their more indispensable offensive players. Um, I still have deep, deep concerns about his defense and his off-ball awareness on defense, but man, he is exactly what they need in terms of an off-ball shooter, especially when you look at where this roster was in the offseason. Also had six assists and no turnovers, and I think that's another low-key nice development was when Luka was out, he was doing a little bit more pick and roll, and he was delivering in a way that he's never delivered before in his career, I think. So that's a wonderful development. Seth Curry, another huge game, 7-10 from the floor, 3-3 three, three from three, 18 points. I thought the rotation was interesting. You know, with, with Luka back, the after sticking with the small ball. Uh, they started Jalen Brunson and um, – You know, with Chris Stops at the five, Dorian Fitty Smith at the four. And Brunson only got fourteen minutes. He didn't start the second half. Curry did, and Curry just he just outplayed him. And I think with Brunson, Brunson's just an interesting spot. Like there's just some games he goes where, you know, everything's working for him. And then there's some games where he just doesn't shoot. Like he had four shot attempts in fourteen minutes. And I think a couple of those shots came in the uh the garbage time uh, in the in the fourth quarter. So, when he's hesitant with his shot, uh, that's just the Mavericks can't have that. When Luca is doing so much to create space, and when you pass the ball out, and a defense is scrambling, and you pass up an open shot, that just that slows down everything. So, I think that's kind of why Rick leaned a little bit more on Curry. DeLon Wright it, it didn't have a fantastic game, but it was just good to see him back from the ankle injury. Uh, it was interesting to see Justin Jackson get some major minutes because, uh, you know, as we <laughs> know, he's kind of a punching bag. And in 20 minutes, you know, he just kind of had a whatever game. But I think the Mavericks are really committed. I mean, they were against the Kings. It'll obviously be different maybe against a team like the Lakers. But they were committed to to basically one big the whole night. You know, Maxie kind of came in to back up Chris Stops. And so that meant no Willie Cauley-Stein and no Boban until garbage time. So... If you're not playing, if you are not playing, you know, two bigs on the floor at the same time, that means Jackson kind of by default has to play. Uh, we'll see. when Michael Kidd Gilchrist uh, joins the team? Well, he's already joined the team, but when he gets into the, onto the floor, he was inactive tonight. Uh, Rick Carlisle wanted him to get a little bit more practice time and conditioning under his belt. So that'll be really interesting when we get out of the all-star break to see if MKG kind of just takes Jackson's spot as that backup wing that can kind of flip between the three and the four. Because if the Mavericks aren't are only going to play one big at a time, they need as many wing. They need a lot more help on the wing so that Dorian Finney Smith isn't playing like 40 minutes a night. Uh, it helped that obviously the Mavs had a blowout win, so uh, they were able to keep the minutes relatively clean. And really, uh, I don't know what else to say. It was just such a great win, and the Kristaps thing was so huge, and everyone else kind of filled in behind him. The defense was okay. I thought the Kings kind of played into that a little bit. They took some really bad shots, and their offense was so weird. Uh, They just got off to a really weird start, and they took a lot of bad shots, and I think they kind of set a weird – Derek Harper said this on the broadcast. The Kings kind of set a weird tone on offense and played kind of right into the Mavs' uh, strengths. So not too much to complain about the Mavs' defense uh, tonight and that ah, just a solid win. They needed, they needed it, man. They needed, they needed something to feel good about going into the extended all-star break. You know, they're not playing again till you know, the end of next week. So long time off, we get to see Luca in two games this weekend, uh, the rising stars game and the all-star game, of course on Sunday. So just nothing but good vibes now. And that's just, Great after that really disheartening uh, stretch, you know, with the losses to Memphis and Phoenix and uh, Washington and the Utah game, just a lot of kicking the nuts, kicking the nut kind of losses that that don't sit well. So it's good that they kind of can forget that and on a happy note uh, going into the All Star break and have a good win. So I think I've rambled enough, man. Jesus, twenty minutes talking about myself. What the hell am I thinking? So I'm gonna get the hell out of here and. Enjoy the All-Star break. Enjoy uh, not having to watch some Mavs games. Uh, not trying to mean that like in a mean way, but hey, we all need a break. Everyone needs a night off. Let's see our families. Let's go out some more or do something. Uh, enjoy this time that we have and then be ready for the Mavericks when they get back to close out the season. And, man, it's time for the playoff push. So that's exciting. So, again, this is Josh Bowe. Hopefully, I imagine Kirk Henderson will be back with me uh, after the All-Star break, uh, healthy as can be. So again, this is Maz Muddy Ball After Dark. Mavericks beat the Kings 130 to 111. And we will talk to you after the All Star break.